Welcome to Second Chance Movies, the podcast where we rewatch movies and decide if they deserve a second chance. I'm Joe Harper, your host who loves rewatching movies and was raised in the 90s. And I'm Jessica Quaz, your host who's a one and done kind of movie viewer who is really freaked out by tsunamis. And wow. To- <laughs> yeah. That's, that's like very indirectly related to our movie today. But they be scary. They'd be terrifying. I'm glad I live inland. Sorry. <laughs> when I hear tsunamis, I just think we're going to talk about the impossible. <laughs> that's not what we're talking about today. No, we are giving a second chance to the very infamous Water World. Water World. All right, guys. The reason we chose this movie today is because it is just infamous for being one of the biggest flops of the 90s of all time of movie it had the biggest budget ever pre-titanic until titanic came along and sunk that ship (laughs) oh um please guys please (laughs) (laughs) um anyway so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that and is it as terrible as everyone made it out to be was this does this 90s movie still hold up today Let's hey, let's find out. Let's find out. All yeah. right, guys. Again, we're gonna be talking about this movie. So spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Man, my first time I said that it just all one blue. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I have a thing with my mouth where I can't say words well. I have that too. Yeah. Good thing we're podcasters. Yeah, good thing. <laughs> good thing we started a podcast. We like talking about movies. And this movie, for those of you who do not remember. I'm going to give you a little IMDb synopsis. In a future where the polar ice caps have melted and Earth is almost entirely submerged, a mutated mariner fights starvation and outlaw smokers and reluctantly helps a woman and a young girl try to find dry land. I think wow. that's a very that's a very good description of what this movie is. I mean, it that is that is what happens. That's it. That is it. It's very wordy. It's a very wordy description. I mean, I could sum it up even better. Go for wait, it. Way quicker. Mad Max in the ocean. That's what it is. That's how I describe it too. Mad Max in water. That's what I from what I've read, that's what the visionaries behind Waterworld wanted all along. Mad Max said, well, hey, we could do that, but in the water. Which is really funny because when I was watching this, that's what I kept thinking. Like, God, this is just Mad Max in the water. And then after watching it, found out, oh, that's literally what they were going for. So good job on that. You succeeded that way. Let's talk about our first time. Okay. Now, I think I'm under the impression this was your first time watching this movie? Correct. This was my first time. Essentially almost... 30 years without watching Waterworld. That is accurate. 
Impressive. <laughs> um, I obviously knew about it because it's so infamous uh, for so many different reasons. Story-wise, the only thing I knew about it was the world is covered in water and yeah. that Kevin... Yeah. That title <laughs> kind of sums that <laughs> yeah. up, doesn't it? I figured that one out real quick. Um, and that Kevin Costner pees in a jar and then has a filtration system that makes it into drinkable water. Um, <laughs> while, while watching that, I found out that's the first scene. It's right there. <laughs> So I didn't I love, know anything else. <laughs> I love that that's what a lot of people took away from this movie yeah. when describing to others. They're all, he pees and drinks his own pee. Yeah, but there's like a filtration system. Yeah. And that only happens once and right at the beginning. Uh, yeah, and then it never happens again. It's really short. It's just like this I mean, introduction. It, really, it rips off that band-aid of like, what do they drink here? And it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. They get that like science covered really quick. Uh, and yeah, that's all I knew about the movie going into it was that mm. moment. And then turns out there's a full movie past that that I had no idea about. I definitely saw this movie as probably a kid. I I feel like I never watched it like like fully on VHS or DVD till way later in life. I had always watched it like on TV with like commercial breaks, and it just felt way longer than it needed to be oh my because God, I'm they sure. gotta put a commercial break every 30 minutes or so and the movie's already pretty long definitely over two hours if i'm not mistaken yeah no it definitely is so with commercials that's a commitment two hours 15 minutes yeah it's it's a long movie um it feels like a long movie but you know what it's also action-packed and as a kid i thought it was wild um and rightfully so it's so intense with like stunt performers that they have a show at Universal Studios. So that's still here to this day. I think more people have seen the Waterworld stunt show at Universal than have actually watched the movie Waterworld. And so let's hear what other people's opinions were back in the 90s. I know people talked bad about this movie. Maybe we should hear what people liked about this movie. Yeah, let's give it a nice glimmer of positivity. So... On to Jessica's favorite part, review time. Review time, baby. This one is quite the review. Kenneth Turan from Los Angeles Times wrote, a moderately successful guys movie with both weak and strong elements where lots of things are brilliantly blown up and few things make any kind of sense. He had me with the back out. Uh, <laughs> it being a guys movie, um... I feel like that's just the 90s. They just had that's, guys everywhere. Yeah, that's a 90s vibe to say, like, this is a chick flick guys, like, man movie. Um, I do not think you need to exclusively be a man to find enjoyment out of it. Yeah. But, you know, I have a small woman brain, so what do I know? As a man brain, I did enjoy this movie. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> then maybe he's not wrong. <laughs> uh, I do think it is weird that there's only, like, two female characters and one of them is a child. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel like if this movie got remade today, which I think it should, but uh, it, we would have a lot more female characters, not just the one. Right. And the two that we have are sort of like our damsels in distress, if you will, not really fleshed out, you know, but that's a whole other thing. But in terms of like uh, audience perspective, I don't know. I think, I don't think gender that plays a role in enjoying a movie or not. David Anson of Newsweek. Waterworld is 
a pretty damn good summer movie. There, I've said it. It's a breezy, clever entertainment with stirring effects. I love the, there, I've said it. Like, you know what? I don't have any guilt about it. I liked yeah. it. <laughs> it's off of my shoulders. The weight off my shoulders is, oh, finally. Oh, now David can sleep with ease now. Good for him. Live your truth, David. <laughs> James Bertinelli from Real Views wrote, in the tradition of the old westerns and Mel Gibson's road warrior flicks, the film provides good escapist fun. It sure does. It does. And I like that this review is like, hey, yeah, no, they're, they, they just mushed these two together. We're not we're going to act like they didn't. But it's fun. It's fun. It, I, one of the strongest like things this movie's got is world building. Absolutely. It just, it's just creative. It's really unique. It's really interesting. And yeah, it's Ed, fun. Ed Travis of Synapse. Waterworld may not be a masterpiece, but it is certainly a shining example of large-scale entertainment as only Hollywood can deliver. Wow. Boy, is it large-scale. It's very large-scale. Like, ridiculously dangerous large-scale. Yeah. Well, that, that's all the positive reviews I have. Wow. So I think it's time to shit on this movie finally. <laughs> let's Along get into with, it. Let's jump on the bandwagon or the band boat and oh. shit on this. Negative Rue number one by Tim Brayton of Antagony and Ecstasy. It's borderline halfway decent for the first 25. <laughs> it's going to be hard to say with a straight face. <laughs> It's borderline halfway decent. For the first 25 minutes or so, it's even actually good in its derivative way. <laughs> so much snark. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Timothy, that it wasn't up to your standards. It was almost halfway decent, I guess. <laughs> what an asshole. Damn, that is cold. Steve Rhodes from Internet Reviews wrote, although the show grew on me, it is too ridiculous for me to recommend it. I mean, I recommended it to you. Yeah. I really can't. (laughs) Hey, we should do this one. I don't know. (laughs) I I think that's an interesting review for our show because, I mean, our podcast is basically choosing to recommend or not recommend. Yeah. (laughs) Barbara Schulgasser of San Francisco Examiner. Waterworld is ugly, loud, stupefyingly absurd. Stupefyingly absurd. That's a good phrase. That's stupefyingly is not a word used enough. All right. Cinema's favorite sassy bitch, All Roger right. Ebert. Oh, he came oh, in with a hot take. I'm sure he hated this movie. (laughs) Well, he said, it's one of those marginal pictures you're not unhappy to have seen, but can't quite recommend. Well, that's rude. It's a rude way of saying I kind of liked it, but you probably won't. (laughs) What what kind of an opinion is that? (laughs) Right? And the way it's said, I like, I love marginal pictures. Mm. <laughs> uh, well i guess i could see because like like my wife hates horror movies so like i would like i'd like this but like 
she'll hate it. <laughs> right. And that's right. not that this is a horror movie is the example for her liking or not liking movies. So, um, I mean, that's what we do all the time is tell people whether or not to recommend, we recommend it to <laughs> right. people. Um, you know what? And that's what he does all the time, too, which is weird that he couldn't recommend this. Right. Because it's his job to say whether or not it's worth your time. Like, was literally. he just on the, again, the band boat where he was like, I got to shit on this movie, too, because everyone's shitting on it, um, <sighs> yeah. even though I like it. I think that could be the vibe is like, I don't want to say I like it because I'm um, an acclaimed critic and people might think less of me if I like Waterworld. I feel like maybe this is, we might be getting to something here. Because yeah. I think one of the big things that surrounds this movie is the like, is like the publicity before the movie was even released. How like tough it was filming it for all the cast and crew, like all the conditions of them driving out on boats into the middle of the ocean because you also have to like it's hell of expensive to film out there because you also have to like provide bathrooms out there food for everyone water for everyone like so many things you have to transport out there and have set up as well as the sets that they have the sets that fell apart there was a set that fell apart and they had to rebuild it all it's an it's so nuts uh, this whole thing so all these things happen and all these complaints happen, delays, which go to the mainland and everyone's like, oh man, this movie is just fucking exhausting for everyone working on it. It's probably going to be terrible. And so I think that reputation got out before the movie released and was what we know as why it's a flop. But I think financially it did well and earned money back yeah it's it's interesting because it's like the reputation of Waterworld precedes itself far beyond I think maybe any other movie like this like even some of like the notoriously bad ones like it's like the the uniqueness of this kind of shoot and how intense and horrible it was adds to like the mythos of how bad the movie is it's like almost like wow you put in all this effort and this was your final product and it was just like okay you know, and then that makes it feel even worse. I don't know. It's so interesting just like how this movie has stood the test of time in the way we talk about it. It's, it's I don't know. It's a very special kind of anomaly. Well, let's see how it stood the test of our times. Oh. Let's talk about our second time. Or I guess it's your first time. What do we do? When you watched it most recently, how did you feel? Um, so I was really interested in watching it because like I said, I've, I've heard so much about it. It's, you know, huge, well-known, infamous cinema moment. Um, I gotta say, I was expecting something a lot worse. Like truly, I was expecting like the room on, in the ocean, like, you know, mics in there. <laughs> yeah, like quality really bad a light falls and nobody cares to edit it out <laughs> right it. We're, we're already halfway through this bullshit right like a game of thrones starbucks cup kind yeah. of thing we're in the last season who fucking cares <laughs> who cares this writing's awful just get it done <laughs> um, but i think like i said i was expecting something so much worse because the reputation had preceded itself to be something so much worse so watching it i was like you know actually this is really visually stunning and like really cool 
sequences and practical effects like i'm into that part of it um i love mad max movies i find them to be really entertaining so not to sound like like a stuffy critic but yeah there were at times where i was like this is cool but also like this is mad max i'm not mad about it but it's it's mad max um so overall like i had my personal like issues that i didn't like about it but i didn't hate it like i didn't think it was as bad as everyone has made it out to be they set the bar really low for you truly truly very low <laughs> this fucking garbage movie is so unwatchable my <laughs> eyes are bleeding <laughs> and i also like hey guys this is fun <laughs> it's fine i love i love watching bad movies too i love laughing at bad movies so i thought it was going to be like that experience where i just rip on it and i was like okay it's it's like actually kind of impressive what they did here it's a very i think it's a very fun 90s action movie if not i think it's one of the most fun like action movies of the 90s like if we're making a top 20 it's gonna hit it i think uh, I don't disagree because also it's not just the action. It's the fact that it's literally all on water. Like that's it's insane. Water, jet skis are flying all over the place. And that, that's not, and this is a time before like everyone was knocking out of the park with special, like computer special effects. There are people, there are stunt performers riding these jet skis, jumping through shit, falling, swimming. It's wild truly it's a lie it takes a and you have to i think you have to appreciate the movie just for that alone just for the effort that was put in to make these visuals happen like you were talking about like taking a, a full crew out into the ocean and doing these things and making them look good it's insane and also like on that note i also really liked the little pockets of the world that we get so like the the island that's just kind of built out of shit like that people are habitating on or the smokers have this huge oil tank that they've found refuge on and it just is visually very interesting and they really do make good use out of the spaces that they've created in a world that literally has nothing but water essentially like it's it's cool i also like seeing how like people lived in terms of the survivalism so that was really interesting the, yeah just like the writers creating like hey how would people exist in this world right how would that like mentally fuck with you physically like what money would do? food drinks like bartering system you know how do people get around there uh the the world building in this movie is insane uh because like right at the beginning and e i feel like each scene it's i do like that each scene i think we get like a new bit of information each scene like there's like right off the bat we get peeing in a bottle then we move on to like he runs into another person two boats like meeting in the ocean there's a rule in water world they have to barter something I think that's like a nice like community thing that everyone signed up for somehow. I don't know what where who, <laughs> yeah. who's where, patrolling like, the waters. <laughs> I almost want like a West Wing version of this of like the politics of like who came up with this system. Like who's like the king that sits on a throne and is like, "Here ye, you voted for me, and now <laughs> I made the rules." Like 
I want to know that story and how many like other island uh, kind of like ship things do we have floating around and do they ever come in contact with each other? Is there like a postman that like jet skis from one to the other? Like, hey, how's everyone in this village? Bye. <laughs> you know, like. Um, I will say like on that note, I would have liked a little bit more. Granted, like they did a lot. I do wish we got just a little bit more of that, a little bit more of different uh, villages or boats or like however, because we only get uh, Atal, the, that island city boat Atal, thing. the smokers, we get, yeah, the smokers live, at, live on the Exxon Valdez, which is <laughs> fucking awesome. Uh, a, a joke that flew over little, little Joe's head. Uh, but as an adult, knowing um, the big oil spill, that's a super awesome, hilarious joke. It's like <laughs> I feel like it's the only like political joke that's in there. Yeah, it is a smart one, and it's subtle. I like it. And then yeah, so we get those two, and then we get like uh, Kevin Costner's ship and and random boats here and there. Uh, I guess I just would have liked to see like how are other people living? Like what's you know expand the universe a little bit. Granted, they did a lot already, so I'm not yeah. mad we didn't get to see more. Because it but is I'd like following one mar it's following the mariner. Um yeah, I feel like if it was like if there was a sequel or this movie was done differently, seeing other people and other villages, almost like um like an like a Walking Dead, seeing all the different like yeah. communities meeting up together would be wild. Yeah, that would, would be interesting. Be, yeah, but the whole world's flooded, so you know, <laughs> it's not, not easy They're, to get. Actually, most people drown. So yeah, that's true. There's yeah, probably not. A I lot mean, of people man, would... it is a world. I just have so many more questions than it answers, and then it will never be able to answer. Uh, one thing that. I do have sort of an issue with is that yes I understand we're in a post-apocalyptic world we're not gonna have a lot of fashion choices I understand we that don't, yeah. <laughs> there's very few options but I also visually have a hard time understanding who everyone kind of is in relation to their color palettes and their costumes so like for me like the just regular citizens of Atal don't look all that different from the smokers or villains. Yeah. And so I would have liked more, more of a differentiation in terms of color, even coloring or yeah, whatever. Like the, the smokers should have had, because I think they have more of like a biker feel to them. Yes. Um, but again, it's not very, it's not much of a difference because we are just working with the trash that is out there. Yeah. And I um, get that, but I think that limitation could add some creativity and it doesn't necessarily have to be like, they need to be in uniform. They need to look this way. Just like a different color scheme. Even We love the out. color green. Yeah. <laughs> something like something to make, make me understand like, oh, these are the bad guys coming up and not just oh, some hey. assholes. That's the good guys because they're dressed in dolphin parts. <laughs> there you go. Because, yeah. you know, sometimes Kevin Costner's character does come across just like an average, you know, boat dweller who's a dick, but he's not a smoker, but he kind of looks like one. You know what I mean? So, well, that's... yeah, he's very much a loner. Like, leave me the fuck alone. I hate all of you, which mm -hmm. I feel like would be us in this in this yeah. world yeah. leave us alone we're on our boat <laughs> don't bother us i'm just trying to like live my life 
Please. Yeah, I'm trying to live this shitty life I have by <laughs> fishing constantly <laughs> and not getting eaten by giant sea monsters. <laughs> um. Also, I never say this about a movie ever. What? I think this movie actually could use a little bit more exposition. Um, Interesting. Yeah, because we obviously the title's Waterworld. I understand that very easily. But okay. in, ter in terms of like, like, like how it got there, how it got there, we briefly have a voiceover that was like, the ice caps melted. Oh, no. I don't remember a voiceover at the beginning of this. I think it's just text. Okay, it might. You're right. I think it is just text, and it shows like the ice caps melted. I don't know. Um, that oh, I understand. I will say something super awesome is Universal, like the globe, the like logo at the beginning starts melting, and all the water fills up the earth. Oh my god! Very good use of your logo. Yeah, that was cool. That was dope. So like, I understand how like they map it out. How we went from like normal normal earth to water world sure get that understand but i want more exposition i guess on like this like the societal structure yeah. what exactly is a smoker's deal maybe i mean i think the reason they don't because like they keep it in a mystery because maybe they thought they were going to have more sequels to this mm. because like a lot of it is them not realizing what things are yeah and then we as the audience know like oh those are ski boots or oh hey that's that you know we just we know what it is and we know what should be and i think at times like that does make sense and and discovering stuff with our characters but it's also kind of hard for me to get behind some of the story without understanding like what's the deal here so like right. like um what well, the biggest thing is in the middle of the movie when he he takes Janine Triplehorn down below and shows her like there was a world un, over, already here and like shows her all these skyscrapers of like a world that's like lost and underwater that she had no idea of there's no history books and so like we as we as you know actual people know oh fuck that is because the world flooded and she has no idea about this. Like they, they use sand as um, currency, but like he can easily get it because he is like a fish man. He's and a fish man. Can, he can go and get as much as he wants at any time. It's crazy. That is honestly probably my favorite part. Just, just that visual and like, I just think that's so interesting. Um, and I guess too, like I get that they were going for a mysterious sort of antihero with Kevin Costner's Mariner. Yeah. But I also like, I didn't know anything about him to a point where it's like, I don't care about this man at all. I, I think don't, it's I don't. part of the mystery of him. Yeah. He's so mysterious. He's so mysterious. Who and then some people were like, oh, he's mysterious. I like that. <laughs> See, for me, I was like, but like, what's your deal, bro? Like, I don't get it. And also like, I have a hard time with all of the characters if i'm gonna be honest i think yeah that's fine there well, are, there was one review that definitely said that yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah i think there's like for costner i get wanting to maybe have this omnipresent anti-hero or whatever yeah. helping this girl out but it was almost too extreme like we needed a little bit more 
of him to understand his growth throughout the movie because he does grow but like I didn't know like I didn't understand where he started so it's hard to get like to understand right. how you know like um, how how is he mutated how is he mutated that's a how big is question he mutated too. nobody else is mutated right how does that work and if he's and like why did I mean I, I know why he doesn't like anybody else is because he is mutated and they show us with like when they realize oh he's a mutant they instantly lock him in the cage that's fucked up maybe you're like awesome can you go get us some sand so we can trade with the other places? Yeah. You could be our number one guy. You can have all the food you want. Yeah. See, that was another question I had was like, why are people prejudiced against the mutated humans that have gills? Cause they could be super useful. Like, yeah. huh. But like, yeah, like he's mutated. Why is he mutated? No one else's. He's been on this boat for who knows how long by himself. How did he end up by himself? Like just, can, a little bit more so I could understand his journey in this movie. Can I just say his boat is super awesome. His boat is really dope. It's so It's fun. a good boat. Visually, again, looks awesome. It's fun. It zips around super quickly. I love him running around and like hoisting sails and stuff. And there's so many like trap door things that are happening that and like, you know, to ward off people and fight against other boats. It's pretty wild. Yeah, it is a cool contraption. I do like that. Um, and then just like another thing about the characters in general that was hard for me to kind of get behind. I Again, I get it's a post-apocalyptic world. Uh, people are fending for themselves. I get that. I dig it. But it's like the morality with all of our characters is a little too gray. So like, I would like more of like the smokers really really horrific shit and like it seems like our good guys in this movie are not good enough their morals aren't all that different from our big baddies Mm -hmm. and so it's hard for me to understand like why should I care about one group versus the other when you guys are all kind of the same um ish and like I don't I also don't understand like I guess like I would just like someone to have been a strong or maybe even Costner a stronger like moral compass for this world because even though it is a different world we can still have some morals here while fitting for ourselves the wife and I talk about this all the time uh because I'm super into like villains I love villains in movies I'm always rooting for them Thanos I'm rooting for that guy snap away (laughs) half of the world um, I just love a cool, I think villain stories are always interesting. But the other character that I love just as much as the villain is the person who is just pure of heart, does mm-hmm. nothing but help others. And this movie should have at least one or two characters that are pure of heart. I wouldn't consider the child the pure of heart character just because like, she doesn't know what's going on. Right. She just knows like, this is dangerous. Let's not do it. Plus, I mean, I guess she's the most pure of heart because she just all she wants to do is like, color on his boat like i have crowns yeah but she's also not like fleshed out enough for her to be a moral compass um the yeah there's not really a moral compass character which is we should have one again that person can be defeated or killed in this world and be a sacrifice whatever but like as long as you had someone making like i'm making a nice decision for the good of everyone because i love everyone 
right that's the character i like a lot yeah and you know what they for this like for this type of world we don't even need them to be like pure and perfect like look like the comparisons to mad max let's take fury road charlie's theron's character is our moral compass and she's doing all sorts of hectic shit too but she's saving these these women so it's like yeah her priority is helping the defenseless yeah yeah and and so i i think we needed a character like that where yeah max in that movie's just like i just he's just like there yeah he's like hanging out i'm just gonna be with you guys (laughs) yeah and so like kastner didn't necessarily need to be our moral compass but we needed somebody especially to have the difference of like oh this is why the smokers are evil and dangerous because they'll go to this extreme we don't go there you know just touching on that have another traitor interaction where like we're suspicious of someone but they're actually just they turn out they're good it's just we're suspicious because every traitor we've gotten has either tried to steal our lemons or try and have sex with everyone so straight up like everyone we come across in this movie is horrific (laughs) like truly we have something to barter can we barter sex please (laughs) (laughs) yeah like have just like a couple people be good people also there is so much talk about murdering that little girl on both sides. Oof. Way too much talk of child murder. I don't gotta, appreciate we it. We gotta save ourselves. Murder the girl. Yeah. We gotta murder her and just take the map off her back. <laughs> what? They Like, you can't... Okay, have the smokers talk about murdering her. They're awful. But, like, at one point, yeah, Kevin Costner's like, yeah, we're not gonna make it. We don't have enough resources. We're gonna have to throw her board and let her die. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> What, what? resources what are the resources you don't have resources for yourself what does it matter if you just lose one extra day <laughs> one day to that glorious death where you don't have to deal with another day of water world right do you like this world that much you want to survive like, bro the second she's like the mom figure uh jeanine Triplehorn's character i don't even remember her name uh, it's weird because we just watched it. Uh, <laughs> Helen. I would not have guessed that. <laughs> Janine Triple. I was uh, that's Janine Triplehorn. Right. Yeah, that's um, what I thought. She's like, we can't kill her. Like, okay. Well, he jumps in the water and essentially plays human fishing, where using himself as the bait. And this is, I think, the only CGI they have in this movie. A giant monster fish comes up to try and eat him, and he kills it. And I just thought. Why don't we do that way more often? Right. It seems like you can survive pretty well with gills, sir. Like, also, use them. The amount of times they're in the water, why do those monster fish not attack more? Is there just right. one monster fish? Yeah. And he just knows where the monster fish lives? <laughs> oh, he's in this section of ocean. I want more monster fish. Like, yeah. Give me like 20,000 leagues under the sea, like a giant yeah. squid that attacks them. Yeah. Tentacles wrapping around. That's what we needed in this movie. Well, because too, like, Costner has mutated and evolved because of the way the world is now. So you know the sea life has evolved to some crazy shit. Like, play into that. That'd be wild. How do you think this movie would get made today? Would they try and keep as much... Because I think if we were remaking this, you would have to keep almost as much practical effects in this. But also, give me a CGI monster... I don't think you could do a practical monster squid. It would have to be like CG. 
I think so. I also don't think they would put people out in the ocean anymore because yeah, that's a liability it. as hell. But like, I think, <laughs> like, like, and they were like, remember when Waterworld? Everyone fucking hated it. Let's not do that again. It'd be like Titanic, where they're shooting in the ocean, and it's really like a three foot deep, like large pool. Like that, that's probably what go. would get made. But yeah. then that would, I. But like watching this movie knowing it's all real and there's no way they could trick you with cgi it makes it so much more impressive it really uh, like, does that's of part favorite, of it the magic of it is how well, it's all real one of my favorite shots in this movie costner is in like the crow's nest on top of his own little ship and it pulls back into this wide shot where you can see just him because it's all one long drawback and there's just nothing but fucking ocean and um, I know filming that from doing my research, um, they had to just like let him coast and it got the boat got away and it took like 40 minutes for them to catch up to get him down off like, oh man, filming this would have been just a pain in the ass. Like he literally almost got lost at sea yeah. because of this sweeping, beautiful wide shot. And like see, so worth like, it. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> worth we lost Costner, but you know what? Worth it. Gorgeous. <laughs> Looks I just great. Keep it in. So yeah, I mean that's the thing that and, I appreciate is like <laughs> how real this shit was that they did. I yeah, I respect the hell out of that. I like the mythos of like there's dry land out there. Yeah. I don't know why it's tattooed on the back of this little girl. Okay. How she got away or got separated from the dry land to begin with. Right. So that's none of something... that is made clear. That's another thing where I think a little bit of exposition could have helped there. Um, because yeah, so there's this mythos of dry land and I like that idea too. Um, somehow the little girl who for my Veronica Mars fans out there is played by little baby Mac from Veronica Mars. Um, she has this like tramp stamp looking tattoo on her back and it's supposed to be a map to dry land um but like how did she get it was she born with it and then how did she end up did you just ask that was she born with a tattoo they never say (laughs) that's her mutation people are being born with tattoos that show (laughs) the history of where they're from you know what they never said it wasn't true so it could very well be (laughs) a very good point they didn't tell us so who knows that's why i need exposition a little bit because i don't know i don't know wild because like they treat it like she almost was there because they're like this is so mysterious oh because they don't know what a tattoo is i don't know it's just like so i feel like in this world people would always be tattooing each other that's true why not why not i don't know but like if it's a tattoo who put it there why did they trust this little girl with the map to where dry land is i don't think it was a trust issue i think they were just like She's too stupid and no one's on her back. <laughs> but then also, like, Plus, why someone's just gonna kill her anyway? <laughs> but like, then why send her out into the world? How'd she end up and at the Atal Platform Island? Like, so many questions about yeah. that. And I, I, I don't understand too because when we finally do get to Dryland, she has like a connection with it. It's like where her 
people came from she yeah she i think in the middle of the movie draws like horses and plants and trees because she knows what those were yeah she has memories and then i think costner sees like a playboy in like the crazy guys or national geographic and he's like oh <laughs> this is this is this and you know he's i know what this is she drew this how do you know what this is yeah yeah and it's confusing too because like again she's super young so did she live on she's the island less than 10, i think uh if she lived on the island what happened that made her leave the island yeah why are you why'd you leave why why'd would you, you ever leave? leave the dry land right the only dry land in the world and you left it stupid kid. and how you're a literal child how would you have gotten anywhere on your own like what so there's a lot of questions and then like what i think could have worked better yeah this is a little woo woo and spiritual but i it just makes more sense to me is that it's like her ancestors are from the dry land and she has some sort of clairvoyant spiritual connection and she that makes more sense than a fucking tramp stamp you've been watching too many ghost movies Um, cool. just get a better way to get it. The idea of a tattoo is fun. It is a stupid tramp. It's super weird on the child. Yeah, and it's like her whole back, and it looks literally like something a white woman would get when she's drunk. I think if I if we were remaking this movie, she'd be a little bit older in age. Yeah, and like no, she would know and just be quiet about it, almost like uh, Gamora and the Soul Stone. Sure, she sure, knows yeah. about it, and it's just like. I don't want anyone to know about this. Yeah. My lips are sealed. Okay, yeah. that makes way more sense than just like this young girl who's like, I don't know, I got something on my back. I don't know. Like yeah. that doesn't make any sense. And then also the reading of the map doesn't make any sense either. All these people seem to really struggle with how to read this map. Well, and I don't then... think anyone's read anything in de- like a decades. Okay, that's true but they're symbols we're not actually like doing reading right uh no i think there is a, like a, it's a form of like someone's writing okay but again they don't not, i don't think anyone reads because i think they like the paper right paper. he just decided that it is paper not right. that like there's words on this paper that's true okay paper. but then like pretty shortly before the movie ends all of a sudden like this wacky old man's like, oh, we've been looking at it wrong. This way. Yeah. I have a fun fact that I don't know if you know, because depending on which version of the movie you watch, may have not gotten this little extra tidbit of a scene or shot. Um, Do you know where Dryland is? Hawaii? Uh, No, very close. So close. Um... Let let me t- let me <laughs> hope. Um, let me see if I can just help you to guess this answer. What is the highest point on Earth if everything is flooding? Oh. Is the last thing to flood. Kilimanjaro. Hawaii. <laughs> Mount Everest. Oh, <laughs> Everest! You were so close again. I Kilimanjaro was a good guess. Yeah, yeah, it was a good guess for Indiana school teachings. Yeah, <laughs> not only Indiana school teaching, Indiana catholic school teaching okay i didn't learn anything for the first nine years of my education well the catholics didn't you know run everest they were more of a kilimanjaro type yeah (laughs) so um 
in some versions of this movie, there's a shot of a plaque that says like, this is Mount Everest. Um, not every version has it. Um, Cause like once it was in theaters and then for the TV, for the version on TV, cause that's what I remember on TV, we would see it. And then I don't recall it when I watched it on Blu-ray. Um, yeah. Oh, <laughs> fun story. <laughs> so I hadn't seen this movie in forever and I really wanted to watch it. Um, the wife had never seen it. So I was like, good, I'm going to make her watch it. And so I bought it, put, put one in the cart. Didn't realize until it arrived at the house, I accidentally had two of them. And instead of like returning one, I just shipped one to Jessica. Yep. I didn't. I, yep. <laughs> we had never talked about this movie before. I just sent it as nope. a gift and enjoy this. Yep. Yeah, and then here we are. Here we are here now. Here we are talking about it. <laughs> yeah, it sat on my shelf for probably about a good year. <laughs> <laughs> but boy. Um, what a time. Are there any things you did not like about this movie? Um, you know, like I said, the, my biggest thing is just characters, differentiation of like morals and looks like that's yeah. something I have an issue with. Kevin Costner, I cannot like get behind him. I think he sucks as a character and his growth is the Mariner. Of, the Mariner. The he, Mariner. Yeah, the Mariner. Kevin Costner, the character. <laughs> um, he does like I get he grows, but like not enough for me to be like that's nice. He's good, but so, I like that he doesn't have a name. He's just the Mariner. The Mariner, because he's so, so mysterious. Again, so mysterious. So mysterious. I, like I it. that's my thing. If we're if he's kind of like our our leader in this movie, so to speak, he needs we need to know a little bit more about him. He can't be that elusive. A little bit more. I think the smokers are really fun villains. They're really campy and kooky and weird. I don't know why we haven't mentioned his name before yet. Dennis Hopper. Oh yeah. Hello. One of the most fun villain actors we've ever had, especially in this. I feel like he's the only actor on in this movie that is like, this movie's goofy. Let me yeah. play this up and make it really hammy and cheesy and just fun. He's like, he's the one that's bringing the most of just like wackiness and oh, what a scene stealer. I agree. I think he like is the only one they're enjoying it. <laughs> like he, he's his, just, his character he's gets fun. like his eye blown out. So he has like this fake eye and then he gets an eye patch. It's just like, what a wild guy. What a wild it's time. Truly wild. And I think, yeah, I think the villains are really fun and, and I like the kookiness of them. I think is really enjoyable. Um, so no no complaints towards the smokers, really. I think can they're I, fun. Can I give you another fun fact? Yes. Did you notice any other celebrities? So I did not, but I know who you're talking about because I found I, out afterwards. <laughs> so um, there's one sequence where there's a plane. I think that he's... Yeah, it's when the plane is circling and shooting the harpoons. Okay, yes, yeah. I think that's it. Me, I don't know. I didn't clock it. I just found okay. out about it afterwards. I'm pretty sure that's the sequence. Okay. Um, the There's a plane that's shooting a harpoon at our uh, Mariner boat. The pilot is none other than Jack Black. He's so young. And you, if you, it's a blink and you miss, like... Well, it's, uh, he's, I mean, he says like a line or two, but like he's covered in like, you know, 
you know, uh, fucking smoker gear that you don't really notice it. He's, you know, he's just almost like a side character, like a side minor character. Just like one more thing on the smokers is that while I do find them to be fun and kooky, I understand that like their motivation is to get the girl with the tramp stamp so that they could find the map to dryland. But before we get there, like, I don't get what their deal is. Like, they're just causing havoc and just being assholes. All they want to do is just cause havoc. (laughs) They have enough gas on the Valdez to power all their jet skis. Yeah. Like, they just are just dickheads. Fucking shit up. Like, they don't care. Like, I think going back to a Walking Dead idea is to have it sort of be like Negan, where it's like, I want to control you all and do things for me, like to do things for me. Yeah. You're Um, my fishing guys. Yes. You're my gathering old ships guys. Right. Like, cause the land is kind of lawless. So that would have been more interesting. And then it's like, okay, we take the girl and get the, we, our core gets to dry land while everyone else works for us. Cause yeah, before the finding out the girl might have a map to dry land, they're just like, being assholes again i think this with the world building it'd be more fun with a few more dry land spots and a lot more constructed like island spots yeah and And maybe some one is made of like fucking wood and one is like nice plastic one is all you know they all look a little different too almost like different star wars planets you're like ooh, that's the cold one yeah, that could have been really interesting to see. I would have liked it. But, like, you know, I'm not mad that that wasn't in there because they did do a lot already. It just would have been cooler to, like, expand on it a little bit more. Okay, Jessica. Should we give this movie... Should our listeners and everyone else give this movie a second chance? Were people in the 90s too harsh on this movie? So... I don't have a straightforward answer. I kind of have like a Roger Ebert take okay. on this, if you will. That you like it and never recommend it to people? No, 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 no. Not, not, not that. That you hate it and then recommend it to everyone? No, no, no. I, it's a little... I, my recommendation's a little murky. I think okay. it's up for debate on how harsh people were to this movie when it first came out i don't think it needed to get all the hate and and just infamy that it got because there are things that are impressive in this movie that are really commendable and impressive um so i don't think it is as bad as people think i think if you are into movies if you love movies if you're a big fan of cinema film history you absolutely should watch this movie because it there's it has its mark in history for a reason and judge for yourself if you think it was as bad as people say and if you're not that into movies but you know of Waterworld, why not why not watch it give it a second chance again the visuals alone are really cool just go in like not expecting much character story-wise and you'll have a fun time so i guess i say yeah it does deserve a second chance. I I definitely think this movie deserves a second chance. I've never understood why people hate this movie so much. Um it's it's a fun like adventure movie with like 
wild action. Uh, we have boring characters, but we still got an interesting story of events that continuously move and happen. And it's a wild time. I'm never bored at any point in this movie. So that's a good time. Um, it is weird. To, I don't know who they were aiming the audience for. Yeah. Um, I don't, because it's, I don't think it's kids, because there's a lot of bartering for sex in this movie. And we talk about murdering children. <laughs> there's so much of the murders that happen. Um, uh, we, Yeah. So, and there's also on the flip side of that, they have action figures for this movie. There Interesting. Are, there are toys, like, that weren't like, nice collectibles that we have today that adults would love to have but like we're the three inch like four inch figures yeah i jessica those would be great birthday presents for joe okay i'll take a i'll take no i'll take christmas no. you know if you're just like hey this is another random day i'm just gonna give him a present <laughs> arbor day gifts <laughs> i'd accept i'd accept yeah <laughs> <laughs> Arbor Day for the Water World. Yeah. <laughs> good. good connections. Uh, so, and it because of its campy goofiness, it's not really aimed at adults either. So, like, it's all over the place, I think, for a general audience of everyone. So, I think everyone can have a good time watching it. Yeah, you, you bring up an interesting point that they kind of are trying to make it like a family movie almost that anyone could watch it yeah. but yet they do really they have a lot of dark things. yeah they have a lot of dark shit that <laughs> goes a in lot this movie. of dark shit in this movie oh. so i would not recommend kids watching it yeah uh, i don't know but yeah like it's a, uh, my, i think it's not as bad as people say i think there's definitely far worse movies with far worse characters and plots it, yeah. am i gonna watch it again probably not but did I regret watching it? No. I'll probably watch it, but I'm gonna wait. It's not like a rush to watch it. It's like a every like ten years, like oh yeah, I remember this. Yeah. This was a fun time. It's just it's just silly. It's just a silly anomaly. I am proud to recommend it to anyone. Good for you. Live your truth. Hey guys, you should watch this. <laughs> it's good. It's fun. It's a fun time. And I know we spoiled the hell out of it for you, but. I don't think we actually talked about. I guess we talked about the end. This island, a little bit, a little bit. But you know what? There's a lot of other shit that's in this movie we didn't even touch on, and it's no. just a wild time. Plus, visually, I can't describe the action sequences as well as you could just watch them. So, do yourself a favor, everyone. If you haven't seen it, just enjoy yourself. Have a good time. Why not? It's I think one of the most fun popcorn movies of the '90s. Popcorn. We just sit back, just enjoying ourselves. That's a good way to describe it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening to another episode. Let us know what you think. Have you seen Waterworld? Did you hate it? Did you love it? What do you think? Do you like Kevin Costner in general or does he give you a weird vibe? Let us know. What's your favorite Kevin Costner movie? What is and your favorite? Why is it rumor has it, Megan? <laughs> Big thank you as always to BD McBeatface for our theme song that we love so much. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram. We're on Letterboxd now. Follow us. Keep up with the conversation. All the links will be in our show notes. Uh, we are literally on any platform you listen to podcasts. And we are also on YouTube if you want a visual experience. Um, and yeah, thank you guys so much. 
We appreciate you listening. If you like what you're hearing, please give us a like, a review, a comment. It all really helps us. Let us know what movies you'd like us to watch. Give us a second chance. Is there something that everyone kind of trashed on and you thought, you know what? This is good. Fuck everyone. We'll watch that movie. We will watch that movie. We will literally watch almost anything. We'll be back next week with another second chance movie. Woo! Waterworld. <laughs> Second